0: This is Jason Martinez from Flyers Daily, and you're listening to the Flyered Up Podcast. Big stall with a blast oh, that hit. Diving, same heart
1: as he flashes across. And sets up Carl, side of the net to fight the score! Breer moving in, stops, cuts through the middle, still has the shot!
0: What is going on everyone? Welcome back to the Flyer Up Podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Grassi, along with my partner Chris Mayer as always. We always live stream on the Painted Lines TTP Sports and Flyers Fan Mania 93. And if you can't tune into the live stream, it's always going to be up on Apple, Spotify, wherever you listen to your podcasts at. So without further ado, we have our special guest host of the Nasty Knuckles Podcast and former Flyers equipment manager, Derek Settlemeyer. Derek, how are you doing on this fine
2: day? I'm doing wonderful, guys. Thank you so much for having me. And I got to tell you, I love that intro, man. I got pumped up watching those goals. <laughs> I was getting a little jacked here. Awesome. How you guys doing?
0: Doing good. Recuperating okay. after yesterday.
2: Yeah, we had a little talk about that. I'm feeling you too, man. As a lot, pretty upset about that, man. I was expecting a W yeah. from the Sixers, and uh we just didn't get it. So yeah,
0: I. I can go on a whole rant about the Sixers. It could be on. It'll be an entire Florida podcast. Sixers <laughs> yeah. talk. That's the that's the rant I could go on with this series, but I'm not going to do that because that's going to take way too much time.
2: <laughs> I hear you. I hear you, man. I'm I'm right with you. We can talk basketball the whole time, man. I, it's uh driving me nuts too. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, but- I know you're a big big hoops guy, so. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. I, I, again, I was telling you before I watched maybe three full Sixers games and it was game five and seven of that series and 2019 game seven against Toronto. That was it. I'm not, yeah. I'm not really you, into that much.
0: Yeah. You, uh, you witness a lot of the, it, it's like, yeah, I, still, I should have stopped watching. I'm, just I'm still
1: terrible. Yeah. I know I'm yeah, terrible. Lot. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like I yeah. question your sanity because you watched those three Sixers games and then you became a Flyers fan at the, the 23 12, 13 lockout yeah. right at the right at the start of all the mediocrity I have no idea how <laughs> you are saying I just don't understand it I I lose sleep because of it because I just don't understand it.
1: <laughs> yeah it's um it it got to the point where it was so bad where after they beat Montreal and I' I told you this before I, I literally cried when they beat the Canadian <laughs> like and I, I know it sounds weird. Cause it's like, oh, well, you know, it, it's only the fucking first round. You know what I mean? But like, I was so excited. Like I, it just. Yeah. Your first taste of success. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. I tell you it's, it's um playoffs. Even when you're a, a pigeon, like I was doing the equipment playoffs are the best time of the year. And it's so disappointing when you, when you don't make it and, but when you're in it, I mean, for the longest time, obviously we didn't get past the first round when I was there. They finally did last year, had a great showing. And I mean, it is so much fun to be involved in the playoffs. I mean, even your off days, it's just a buzz. And it's like so exciting. Um, but God, even myself, boys, I was uh I guess the last time I went past the first round was when we beat Pittsburgh in twelve twelve. Yeah, twenty twelve. And we had great feelings that year. Like we thought, you know, we we, we beat Pitt. We were on a roll. The boys are playing well and uh, won that first game against the Devils. And uh Danny B scored in overtime, kind of a CNI dodge, CNI shot. And then mm. we got beat four in a row. And they ended up going to the finals that year. Uh, yeah, Georgia Devils, was a good the Devils, team. They right. had a good team. So, but you know, I after that first round, anytime you beat Pittsburgh in a playoffs, so you talk about Sidney Crosby and Latang and, yeah. and flurry, flurry. What, what G
1: did that year too. Yes,
2: exactly. And, um, you know, we were, we were super pumped, um, maybe a little cocky. I remember we went, me and uh, I was talking to Braden Shin. We were laughing about, uh, we're not laughing, but just saying, God, man, remember that we, we go up, we beat Pittsburgh. We're up one, nothing. And, uh, what's the name of the band? Um, Who's the band everyone picks on? My mind just went blank. Uh, uh, Nickelback. Name, Nickelback. Nickelback. Of course you remember. Uh, Nickelback was in town and they love hockey. They're actually really good dudes, man. So we went before, hung out with them, went up, we're on the stage for the show and the, they brought the boys out and they were shooting water guns out at this, st- out at all the fans, you know, the place is going nuts. Oh, let's go flyers. This is at a Nickelback concert. So everything's like just great. And then next thing you know, we're four games after the first game, and it's like 99 Jim Kite. You're like, fuck, what happened? But uh, anyway.
0: Yeah. I mean, I I would love to, you know, experience that again because, you know, it's been so long since I think Flyers fans have actually had, you know, the anticipation of excitement, hope, faith in your team because last year we had it. We thought the way the team was playing last year, we thought they had it. They lost in the second round. Okay. okay, they got the game seven of the second round. It's yeah. it's okay, but then everything just crumbled this year. It's, yeah. like, it's just like they reeled you in, like they have so many times this decade, and they just threw you back out.
2: Yeah, it was um, definitely a lot of, you know, a lot of positives going into this year. Um, I know we talked about, I don't think, you know, anytime you lose one guy, you're like, that's a big loss, but the Niskanen loss had more had more meaning uh, because he brought more to the locker room as well as the ice, like a lot on the ice. The guy's a really good hockey player, obviously. Yeah. Um, him and Proby were just so good together. They played so well together. They just had a chemistry from the first day they played together, so that was huge. I think finding that chemistry for, for Proby, I think Proby's a good enough player we could play with anyone, but it's – I think, in my opinion, it's got to be someone – it's got to be the same person most of the time and let them build the chemistry together. I didn't really feel like that happened um, for whatever reason. Uh, but that loss was pretty big. I think uh, Nisky was really – he helped so much more with some of the younger D that, um, that are promising players, as we all know. We saw it. Um, I think it had a, a, a effect on guys more than people realize to be honest yeah. with them. So you're right. It was, everyone came into this year. I mean, even after the first weekend, you know, like we're like, all right, here we go. Great start. You beat the penguins, you know uh, you know, you beat the penguins start the year off the right way.
1: Hey, so and, they did they like seven, three and one.
2: Yeah. I Something mean, like they, they, yeah. And, and you know, we had Scott Lawton uh, in a couple of weeks ago and he was, you know, in his opinion, he said we had a great start, but we didn't feel like we were playing that great yet. But you'd rather have that start instead of a bad start playing bad, right. right? You, you, a win's a win's a win at the end of the day. I know some are uglier than others, but you you have to take those wins for the points. Right. You need, you, you know, whether it's a we blew a three goal lead. Well, you still found a way to win. People don't like it; it's not pretty, but you win the game. Especially understand. in a
0: shortened season.
2: Exactly. It just nothing, you, just when you think we turned a corner or the boys turned a corner, just something, just, you know, it's just something that's happened. I mean, I don't, so many different things it seemed like, too, you know, COVID didn't help. We kind of spoke about that. I mean, they, okay, yeah. like, um, everyone had to deal with it though. So, yeah, you know, it's, uh, it was disappointing. And I, you know, I, I'm sure any of the guys would tell you that it is, it's disappointing when you don't make the playoffs any year, but especially coming off a year like that.
0: And then you just would transpire during this entire, like you have Carter Hart not playing up to his capabilities. Definitely. He showed some frustration, something that we're not used to. You saw a lot of other guys take steps back. Sanheim Myers Konechny didn't have a really good season, really felt like the playoff bubble kind of circled into this year too. And the way he played just so many different line changes up and down. And it felt like only the veterans were the guys that like you saw Drew, having to do, like try to steal games for this team. Vorchak doing all he can. JVR had his hot start to the even though he did fall off a little bit. Joel Faraby was probably the only young guy to yeah. probably take that next step. And then you saw all the other guys that came up during the late stages of the season. Wade Allison showed yeah. some nice things. And then you saw Lanzinski before he got injured. He looked good in his stints in the lineup. Cam York, hopefully he can find his way too. But there's a lot of work that this team has to do. And I want to get your thoughts just on What like what does this because there's so many like you got the Dougie Hamilton ties, you got the Seth Jones ties, you got whatever they have to do to the forward core. If that's like you're going to have to maybe worry about maybe giving up a big piece to try to bring back in a big piece to try to help your team out. Just what are your thoughts? Like, what do you think this team has to do?
2: Well, I think I think one of the main things is I think you're going to lose a main piece of the team. I think you're going to lose a forward and you might have to lose a D to get, bring another D man in, maybe not an old veteran, but a veteran that's mid twenties, you know, like, like you just said, like Seth Jones is out there. He's a hell of a player. Um, Dougie Hamilton. I don't know him. I've met him. I have a question though. Uh, again, I'm a pitching equipment guy, but I was in the league for a long time. I want to know why a player of his caliber. When I say his caliber, like he's a good player, boys. Let's let's not kid ourselves. But why has he been on three teams and going to a fourth? Why why does the Hurricanes want him back? I, that he was in yeah. Boston. They trade him to, to Calgary. Calgary. Calgary gets him. He's in Carolina. Yeah. He's a pretty good player. And those are and
1: those are two teams that were kind of bigger market teams.
2: Yeah. You know? It's the original it's,
1: six, and then it's a the team in Canada.
2: Yeah, and it just kind of and
1: he goes to yeah, Carolina.
2: I'm just wondering. Like, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with him, but doesn't it kind of make you think, like... Yeah, I don't think Philly would work with that. Yeah, I I don't know. Yeah, I I don't know, but I also think you can't be too picky. Because years ago, it seemed like... It seemed like... um, Well, it was like this when Mr. Schneider was here. There was a lineup around the corner for free agents for the Flyers. I mean, I'm serious. Like, you knew any of the top guys? There was a shot they were coming to Philadelphia. Mm -hmm. Now... Now, the way thing, it's just been a little, you know, helter skelter, I guess. I, I don't really know what the word is, and, and but I don't think as many people are lined up saying, Hey, I want to go play there. Now, I could be wrong in saying that, but it seemed like that the last couple of years. Um, I don't know what the reasoning is, maybe it's the struggles. I, you know, I, I don't know, but um, they're definitely going to have to do something on the D, and like you said, I think you're going to see a, a big piece of a forward of. of you know, maybe a package deal to, to try to bring someone else in. But I always say you got to be careful, man. What, like the, the devil you don't know, is it better than the devil you know? Like I, I don't know. And I don't know what piece you're going to have to move. Obviously we have that expansion draft coming up. Yeah. There's going to be guys I, left unprotected.
1: Right. And that's the thing because I, I kind of feel like since – I honestly kind of feel like since Fletcher's gotten here, a lot of the stuff that he's done has kind of been in preparation for Seattle because – I think there's times where he's wanted to bite, and he hasn't because of Seattle because he got, he, he got he got fucked over the last time he did it with Minnesota, yeah. yeah, yeah, and he lost guys he didn't want to, um, and and that wasn't just that wasn't just Minnesota. I mean, there was a lot of teams that messed up in that expansion draft,
2: yeah. Uh, that's why 100%. it's one of the reasons why
1: Vegas is so good.
2: Yeah. Um and they're still good. They've been good every yeah. year they've been in the league, mm-hmm. which is yeah. really impressive. And yeah. you got to give their their management credit to oh. Kelly McCrimmon and. And, um the president well, my mind go? like uh, the president he was the first GM now he's the president po- uh, uh, George so, McPhee okay. George McPhee. sorry I apologize <laughs> he hooked me up big time when I was in college at one of his bars in New <laughs> York City so I should never forget <laughs> that man's name my dad is buddies with him but they've done a hell of a job like adding to that team it almost blows my mind away like how how do they have all these guys there with the, with the cap like I mean, look at patch ready you know like stone like all these guys Angelo, like, they're paying some serious money these players. Yeah. Like, they've they've kept i mean they're obviously you know they could easily go into the finals here but they've been good for three years but you're right chris like team's messed up they lost some yeah. guys there you know like, yeah uh, you gotta i mean and, and, and there's a lot
1: play. i mean it wasn't just you know obviously tuck was one marshall was another flurry so, was a big one yeah nate schmidt was one at the time the, 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 there was a lot and, and, carlson
2: uh, you know yeah and yeah, and the, and the Carlson's first year there was insane, but Mm -hmm. think about Flurry like so. Pittsburgh leaves him to go, and the guy they kept isn't even there. Yeah, I mean it's easy to say that now. It's it's a hard job. Like let's not kid ourselves. Like there's so many guys that have been looked over, passed over, and then you're like, oh, what were they thinking? Well. But, you know, it's, it's easy right. to do that. You know, we got, went with their guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Or, you know, armchair armchair GM is fun to do, but it's a tough job. So we'll see yeah. I, that, that. You know, I definitely agree with you. There's going to be some changes. Um, I don't know how many they can make, but uh, it also has to, to work within the cap and what you can get for guys. Is yeah. it, you know, I, I, it'll be interesting and it should be coming up soon here, too
0: because I know going into this expansion draft, it's gonna you know like who is Seattle gonna pick from the Flyers? Are they gonna to try to? Are the Flyers gonna to try to entice them to take a JVR? Are they gonna entice them to take a Vor check? Are they gonna entice them to take a Agosta? Is Chuck Fletcher gonna to have to try to make a trade so that it ensures that Seattle takes one of these guys, or is Seattle just not budge on any of them and they go for one of the lower, maybe unprotected guys on the system? It's just. And then when you go into the regular draft itself, and I, in my honest opinion, I don't think the Flyers should keep their pick. I really think they're going to have to trade it in order to help this team out.
1: That's that's what I've been thinking too. I think I think once they kind of get to after that expansion draft, and they kind of have their because I think their list is going to be like these are who we're protecting. That's that you you know you take who you want from here and and that's it. Then after that, I think they're just going to be like, okay, heads on to everything else after that, and they're going to try to fill the holes that they that they have to fill
2: yeah I, I i couldn't agree with you guys more there there's there's a lot of work to be done yeah um and it'll it'll be it's actually it's it gonna be interesting to see what 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 they what the management here in philly can do um interesting to see what they can do so i it's gonna be fun to see that's for sure yeah
0: just it's Sorry. gonna be just thinking about what this team because I, I'm not because sh- the fan base right now, it's so divided because you have your overly optimistic side of the fan base. The ones that I would say maybe are too attached to the players on this team and they really don't want to cough up something to try to get something. And you then you got
2: about me, are you talking maybe, about me,
0: maybe, maybe. <laughs> and then you got the the overly negative, the overly pessimistic guys that maybe are talking about maybe things that are maybe a little bit unrealistic, but then it doesn't, it then once these guys, these people clash with each other, it's always one calling each other derogatory terms. They're calling each other idiot. They don't, it's just the Flyers fan base is so divided right now because yeah. the,
1: the team and, has caused it, this. And that's the thing. It, it's, it's understandable why it's like that. But then again, a lot of this stuff is blown out of proportion. Yeah. Where like this one comment here says like four or five different players that they could get, yeah, which is just fucking not gonna happen. Well, how do you that... know
2: that? Like, how does how does <laughs> right? That, that, I, I get it. Like, I get where like I do love Philadelphia and I love how passionate everyone is. The fans, you know how it is when things are going great. Like, this is the best yeah. place to play in the world. Like, it's it's so awesome to be in the playoffs and be around in in that building and. Uh, it's electric, but you know, a lot of times people fans and you don't want to like ever crap on them, but like some people, they think they know what's going on when they don't. And it's like, you may, and they may hear that from the media, but let me just tell you guys something. Media doesn't know what's going on in the locker room. They -hmm. can try to tell you they do. They don't, man. Like they really don't. Cause you know, I, over the years and I got, I get along with everyone, in Philadelphia, I always had zero problems with anyone. I would say hello, talk to the guys, enjoyed their company. did really read a lot of what was said once in a while. I would just, if I'm on the plane or something. And I'd be thinking like, that's so far from the truth. Like, but people are reading it. So it must be true, right? It's in the paper, it's online or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, But, you know, I understand when, when, you know, Philly needs this team to win. Like we need to win boys. It's It's been how long now? <laughs> Too long. um, It's not, you know, especially with Mr. Snyder. I mean, how how close was he again? Like, so what, four or five times we lost in the finals since the 74? Like 80, what, 84?
0: Lost to like five different dynasties. Yeah,
1: like, I mean,
2: Detroit in '97,
0: Edmonton, Chicago. Yeah. The start of the Islanders. I mean, if the team wasn't so injured in 04, they probably would have won the cup.
2: I'm telling you, people have said to us, and it's you know, it's if your aunt had balls, she'd be your uncle. But if, if Ray Emery would have been uh, healthy, I, I'm telling you, I think we we win the cup that year. And I, it's, I, it's easy to say now. It's easy to say now. I get it. But so many guys felt like that, and not taking zero away from Boosh and Lates, because they were amazing and they got us there. They got us there, like hand, like not even close. But there's so many little things that go in, but. It's funny, talking to Chief, Craig Baruby. he's like, you got to be good, but you got to be lucky. And you have to get breaks to win the cup, man. It's not just the best team's going to win. You guys see that. Like, you got to get lucky. You got to have breaks. And hopefully we start getting those.
0: Yeah, definitely. And Chris had to drop, so Chris will be uh, here for a little bit. So going to continue on without yeah. him. So just th- thank you, Chris, for joining us. Thank it's you, just, yeah, yeah, just it's just when like i've been a fan i born 98 been a fan of this team for so long and then now just covering like covering this team for the podcast youtube channel whatever flyers nitty gritty it's just it's like you start to see different things from an analyst side and then the fan side because and and then more and more like i try to feel i try to take that different approach to not trash the team to not do all this but I'm tr- I'm bringing the fan side out more, just because it's been so long since this team has had any a long stint of success. Right. Because this team, it's been I know history will tell you that this year they'll probably make the playoffs because it's been miss make miss yeah. make miss make. So if if you're betting on them to make the playoffs, you're probably going to bet them to do that because you know right. patterns. But I think we
2: we said that on the show too. Well, you know we're going to make the playoffs next year, so get ready. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> the last time this team like had consecutive years of making the play what well, it was between oh six to 2012, was it when they had that those couple of years after that lockout making yeah, the playoffs?
2: You're right. Yep, that's exactly right.
0: And then they had the early 2000s teams where teams that were so good, like I'm too young to remember those teams because I was I was probably like two or three at the time. Yeah, thanks like, for th-
2: reminding me how old I was. <laughs>
0: like the like the earliest thing i can remember was the the phantoms during that time dur- during that lockout they won the calder cup that was like my yeah. one of my earliest memories like i don't remember any flyer i don't remember the 0304 flyers team that could have won the cup that year if they weren't right. so injured the hell that's true my i know my dad's in this chat right now he definitely does he'll probably comment it later but yeah it's it's this this like it's with all philadelphia teams too the eagles yeah they got their super bowl but what's been mixed up in between mediocrity and just bad play the sixers they went through the entire decade with the process and what has it got you so far not getting past the second round in so many years yeah and with the with the phillies they're one of the worst franchises in sports and they haven't made the playoffs since 2011 they signed bryce harper yeah they they haven't they signed bryce harper and nothing else has changed it's it's ridiculous at this point and It's like, I know, and then we got some other comments right here saying, like, why do people want it? It's it's not that the fact that, oh, I think Jones is this be-all, end-all player. It's something different, and it's something that can help change your team because people look at Seth Jones, they look at his analytics, and that's the one thing I don't like with some people that analyze the game. They look too deep into the analytics instead of looking at the eye test or using a little mix of both. That's what I'd I like to use the mix of both. You have to use the eye test, then you can use the analytics. Yeah. Seth Jones played for a bad Columbus team. Yeah. And those are going to infuse the analytics. So it's one of those players, he might need to change of scenery. Yeah. Maybe trading him somewhere else.
2: Yeah, I mean, you, you're right about that, too. It's, it's, it's become so analytically driven. Um, and you're right. Some things are good to look at, but also the old, I don't want to say old school, but like, people that watch hockey every day, like, like scouts, you know, um, anyone that's studying hockey and going to the games and watching players, most of their, most of what they're learning or, or using for these players is their play, you know, watching them play. You can see if a kid can play the game, you know, if they know the game by watching them, I understand the analytics part of it is huge now. It's, I mean, God, I know for the flyers, they've got a huge analytic crew over there. They've got like four people. Uh, three to four um great guys uh really work hard at it um but uh I, I understand what you're saying too like you the eye test is huge for me for me I can watch I feel like I can I, again I'm not a scout I never played the game I just was around it for my whole life and I can watch a game and tell if a guy can play that's i, I feel like I can I can I'm not saying I can know what what you should sign this guy for what you should do with that but <laughs> You can tell if a guy can play. Seth Jones can play hockey, like he's a good hockey player.
0: You know, yeah. and when Columbus was one of the top better teams in the league, Seth Jones was in conversation for the Norris Trophy. Like, exactly. like that that ability in him is still there. You just it, like it's one of those things. Maybe a change of scenery needs to be had. And I know there's a bunch of talks with Nolan Patrick on the Flyers, like with him getting that new agent with the report from Anthony Sanfili- Filippo talking about how he, he signed that for, he signed that next agent because he's eventually probably going to request out of Philadelphia. I wouldn't blame him because just, you know, it's th- yeah. the way it's just, it's been, it's been hard for him. It with-
2: has been, it's been, it's been a, it's been a tough four years for, for Patty. And yeah, he's a great kid. And he's been through a lot of stuff that, you know, I, I'm not a medical guy. I can't really, get into that stuff but uh i I feel for him because i know i know how much he loves hockey and how much he wants to be the guy he's supposed to be but it's you know not to make excuses for him he won't say it but he's been hurt since he got here you know and um you know no one wants to hear excuses he would never give an excuse but it's just the, the truth i mean he's had he's had a tough go even when he started his rookie year off or if you if you if you really look back at it I remember thinking to myself, man, this guy's got sick hands. Like his hands are, but he's not the greatest skater, but then i now remember he came off the, the surgeries for his abdomen, uh, area or whatever. I don't remember if it was his groin or his abs or whatever it was, but he'd had that surgery. Well, around the Christmas time, all of a sudden he started flying and he's coming down. The, and I'm like, holy shit. And I'm like, oh yeah, he, I forgot he had had surgery, um, and you kind of could see that second half of the year what what he could do is getting to play a little bit more. And and Patty's a, a skilled guy. Like, to me, like, what I've seen over the years is, like, if you put a skilled guy like him, like, once in a while maybe you, he's on the fourth line, but, like, he should be on the fourth line. He's got to play minutes to, to, to give you something, you know. And he's a good two-way player too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not trying to say that. But, like, you know, it's tough for Patty to get anything going when he plays six minutes seven minutes you know and again it's just been a tough ride for him so i'm hoping everything works out i would love to see him stay because i'd love to see him kind of shut people up a little bit um but at the same time whatever's best for him and the flyers you know they got you got to do what you got to do and maybe he just needs a change too you know i don't know that he hasn't told me that but uh you're right you know he's had a he's had a tough go
0: yeah just it's one of those things where I'm more one of those people that's willing to give him another year to prove himself. But like if you get an author that you can, and Patrick's one of those t- players that you can throw in and he brings something back that can help your team for next year, I, would, I wouldn't hesitate to do it. Yeah. And it's at this point where this team shouldn't be, I would say, just so attached to certain, like it, it goes back to where some of the people are attached to certain specific players and they don't want to see those specific players go. You have to be willing to make those moves to make your team better.
2: 100%. You have to sometimes. It's like I was kidding a second when I said that to you. Like, I love this group um, <laughs> because I've been around them and I love the core group. And I know people are like, well, it's not getting it done. I understand that thought. But you have to be in there to see everything to understand. You know, I take up for people to be shit too. Cause I take up for him, but there's just certain things that go on and, and that, you know, people don't know about, but you know what? They're fans and, and they shouldn't have to worry about that. They just want the team to win. And I get that. And I, same way, I'm a fan and I just want them to win whatever it takes to do. You know, if it's getting rid of a guy, you know, like I was, we were devastated when Simmer got traded, Wayne Simmons got traded because, um, I love Ryan Hartman. He was a great guy, good dude. Um, but like, I remember them saying, you know, we're not going to trade him unless it's worth trading. You know, we're not not just going to trade him just to trade him. Felt like we traded him just to trade him because this guy didn't even come back. You know, Hartsey Ryan ended up getting traded to Dallas, which then they turned around and traded him somewhere else. uh, Where is he? Many. He's in many now. Um, Yeah,
0: and they got Pitlick out of that deal with Dallas too.
2: Yeah, yeah. And um, so I just, I don't know. I just felt like, you know Wayne, we were rolling pretty pretty good there at that time we won that mm-hmm. big game outdoor came back and i don't know how we did it it was it was amazing it was awesome first first outdoor game we won so it was like this is the greatest thing ever right yeah um but we were rolling and after that trade it just it and, and it could have gone downhill after that anyway you know the way things are going, on. we I think that was the year when we have eight goalies that year, nine goalies. Yeah, and the, the
0: breaking the, break the NHL record for most was, goalies. She was in the season, show.
2: it was a shit show, man. These <laughs> poor guys, they couldn't stay healthy. We had it was man, I had more helmets painted that year, and pads, and shit it was crazy, but uh, um, yeah. Well, see. you're right, though. Like sometimes you just got to do something, you got to, you know, even if a guy's been here, and, and I have a feeling, I have a feeling that's going to be uh, check. It's yeah. And it, I, it's, I, depending yeah. on what you get, I think people are going to miss him more than they realize, to
0: yeah. be honest with you. Yeah, because I'm not one of those guys that just despises Vorchek. Like, I don't. like. I I, I don't want to see this guy gone because he's been a really good – he's been one of the top guys on our team for so long. It's just that contract that is tied to his name, that money that he's making people – are going to have these high expectations to where uh, it it might be a little unrealistic for a guy like Voracek and it's just you don't like when you look on the ice and what he brings that that playmaking ability that he does it the Flyers never had a guy that's been a finisher either for Drew or for Voracek they haven't had that guy there are so many players on this team that you can probably describe as a playmaker I, I think they'll who would you say would be the last guy the Flyers had that was a finisher? Would you say it was Hartnell? Would you say it was Gagne? Would you say it was LeClaire?
2: Yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess that that's a good point by you. Like, if I really had to sit there and think about it, there's been guys that played on that first line and taking zero away from them. Uh, like Braden Shen, you know, he scored 20 every year. He never scored 40. So Braden could shoot the puck. He could score. But to have that guy – I would say Gagne was a – he was a sniper. Of course, near the end, he was, he was up mm. and down. and He was hurt. You know, Injured a but, lot. You know, Jeff Carter could really shoot the puck. He had close to 40 the one year. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, think about that. Think about the numbers that – you know, I think a lot of people never think about this. Think about the numbers that Claude has. And it, you can imagine if he ever had a guy. If he had a like, goal scorer. Like – like – I love Nicholas Backstrom in Washington. This guy's so good and so underrated. Like, don't get me wrong. Ovechkin's going to have so many goals no matter what, but he doesn't get nearly enough credit. This Backstrom passes the puck. Man, it's almost like Adam, Adam Oates and, and Brett Hall. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, really is. I mean, Backy is, like, such a good passer, man. Um, and G's like that, too. Now, G can score goals as well. Um but like, he just sees the ice so well. If he ever had a guy that actually like could bury it, like like one of the, a real sniper. Of course, who what team doesn't want a real sniper? You know, like it's not like every team has that guy. Um, Patrick Laine, like that guy, snipes. Yeah, he was. You know, like I don't know what happens. I'm not trying to say that's what the Flyers need to do. I'm <laughs> just saying there's a guy that's a legitimate, legitimate uh, goal scorer that may not be happy where he is. I don't know what's going on with that guy. It seems to be yeah, out shit. of a shit show at Columbus <laughs> anyway. So yeah. who knows? But you're right. That's a great point by you. I don't I don't know who – I mean, yeah, Hart, Hartnell had what – he had almost 40 goals the year he played with Yawks, but God, you're going all the way back to 2012.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. No, like no one during the – like Wayne Simmons was basically yeah. your goal scorer. That was basically yeah. it. And he barely surpassed 30. Right. But I mean, you're – and then Katori, yeah, when he started the breakout, he had – around 30 goals drew when he had the 102 point season he scored 34 but really where is your guy that has the potential to break that 40 goal mark where like where where is that guy you just don't have it maybe maybe fair maybe fairby can develop into that because of the way he played this year maybe
2: and he could score you know who else i don't know if frosty's a sniper morgan frost i love that kid there's another just bad luck kid gets hurt for the first or second game he's got a lot of skill I don't know if he's a sniper, though, or playmaker, but I know he can score, but you're right. Like, who's that guy? Like, Cole Caulfield?
0: Don't bring, please don't bring that up. I'm just saying. (laughs) Please don't, please, because I bring it up. has only
2: played 15 games, so we don't know what's going to happen, but he can score, man. Like,
0: I know. I uh, know. I don't know. And I, it's like, and I don't want to put any pressure on Cam York. I I don't. I, I don't, player. it's, great. I I know York is going to be a great defenseman. I, I'm always, he's going to be, he's hopefully he's the future number one, but Proveroff, like, I hope that's the case, yeah. Yeah. but you had that position because you had a need for a guy that can come in and the, the kids scored 70 plus goals. He broke Patrick,
2: he broke Patrick Kane's record.
0: He did. Dude. Like- <laughs> if
2: that doesn't scream to you, I don't, like he kinda of reminds me of uh the Brinket and um in Chicago. Like he's hey, yeah. he's little, doesn't matter anymore, man. Like, That's he's the strong on the puck, he's like a little fire plug. Like, it's not like he gets knocked around. The guy's strong. Like in the brinket's the same way. I used to kid Chris Knobloch, um, who was assistant coach with the Flyers, he's now in uh, Hartford. He was actually the head coach the night. The Flyers lost nine zip, nine rip. Yeah, he the head because Quinn had COVID, I guess. It was COVID protocol. But anyway yep. I used to. I had no idea. I saw uh, Nobber talking to uh, DeBrinket in Chicago the one day, and I'm like, I was like, how do you know the cat? The cat there, and he goes, Oh, he was. He was on my junior team. I'm like, Whoa, whoa, whoa! whoa hang on. <laughs> I said, Here, I thought you were this great coach. You had McDavid, DeBrinket, Strom. Yep on your mm-hmm. team and you didn't win you know i was obviously kidding it's not that easy and he's like yeah i'm not that good of a coach but he is a great coach but it was just funny i was just busting his chops because i had no idea that all those kids played together but uh this caulfield man who can he shoot a puck yeah
0: and the it's what i'm seeing him provide for montreal right now The like like him just stepping in and just he looks like he took the nhl game at ease even him going down into the age, though, it's like when you go in back into that draft, there were the entire Flyers fan base was, we want Cole Caulfield. We want Cole Caulfield. And then they tra- they had him at 11. They traded back to, what was it, 14, 13. Phoenix moved they all, up. Okay, they could have Yeah, they, they they took Soderstrom, I think it was, because I, I feel like that was the guy the Flyers were eyeing at that point, which is uh, it still bothers me to the state. But when you, when you have Chuck Fletcher go up to the board, he says Flyers select from the United States development team. And then you pray to Cole Caulfield that he says Cam York. And then all the ball dropped for every Flyers fan. Like I I remember seeing a video, they were having a draft watch party at a bar and they were all shouting for Cole Caulfield. And when they heard Chuck Fletcher say those words and then Cam, they were all cheering. But then when they heard him say Cam York, it just went silent.
2: Yeah. I mean, nothing against Cam. He's a good kid. I think he's going to be a good player as well. Yeah, Like you said, but he, he, um, I, yeah, we'll see. Right. Like We'll, we'll see in the next yeah. of years. It's like I said, we were talking before, it's easy to to be. That's a tough job, GM of a team. And you, there's so many things. And as a GM, I've learned over the years, like they really depend on their their uh, scouting department because they see these people more than anyone else. And, you know, maybe that's just the way he wanted to go with it. I'm not sure. But uh, hopefully Cam works out. And you know awesome because he should be a really good player um yeah, okay, captain caulfield, of caulfield captain of team usa yeah yeah hopefully caulfield has a good career but doesn't uh yeah. beat the flyers with yeah. a game-winning goal and you know I re- I, I
0: I, if he scores 50 goals in his rookie season i'm going to be mad <laughs> i'm gonna be really mad
2: I'd be shocked to be scored 50, but then again, I hate to even say that the way he shoots a puck, man. God. Yeah. Boy, can he bury it, man. Yeah.
0: It's it's because the flyers just needed that goal scoring ability. So badly. And just like when you have the opportunity to take it and you don't, it, it just, it was just a gut wrenching.
2: Yeah. No, I, I understand. I was, I was at the, tra- our trainers meetings, uh, during that and I was standing with a buddy of mine, uh, Josh Penn. He's the head equipment manager of the national champion, um, uh, uh, umass uh team uh collegiate team um and we were standing there and i was like i got a feeling we'll get caulfield you know because we need a scorer and then it went that way and i'm like okay this kid's good too you know like but it was a lot of people going dude what are you guys doing for patrick i'm like i'm the equipment guy man <laughs> you know like and i'm confident in what we do so like you know i've got nothing bad to say about it so hopefully it works out but you are you are right man it's such a good point you bring up about having that, and you know, every team wants a guy that can snipe. You know? Yeah, it's just there aren't a million of those guys available, unfortunately.
0: It's yes, it's just so. because Drew just—that's a guy that he needed his entire career, and he just hasn't had it. Yeah, and I I feel and like we get more comments talking about people don't understand the player that Jake is. check is the best passer on his team. If he goes, a veteran presence and a great yeah. playmaker that the team that's will true. miss he is it's just yeah and before we get into off the flyers talking, get into the playoffs because that's really exciting we have one more question here talking about because also jack eichel that whole situation with buffalo and what would you be willing to give up for eichel man that's it's because it's weird too because i know there was like so many talks about they want like a boatload for him and there was a rumor about they just want a first round pick a high-end player than a good piece off your roster so I'm not sure what is going to be true. You don't know what's going to be true, but if it if it goes to the first, obviously the first round pick you got to give up. Yeah. And then in terms of a top prospect, who do you who's your top prospect that you give up for a guy like Eichel? Like right now, York is your best prospect, but who's your best forward prospect if that's what they're looking for?
2: But yeah, if that's what they're looking for, I I don't know. I've heard of, uh, different things as well, and and um, what a shit show, Buffalo. You think it's bad? You know, things are bad. I mean, God almighty. Yeah. They've had a different GM and coach for almost every year for the last four or five years. I mean, kind of almost feel for – I was hoping Eichel would stick it out there and try to get it going. But yeah. at the same time, like, think about it if it's you. Like, is that what you want to do? Do you want to sit there another however many – like, whatever it's going to take. And when it's hard to get – it's hard for free agents to want to go there. He's a great player. But, like, it's hard to get a free agent to want to go there because – it's been such a shit show until you turn yeah. it around and it's not a shit show. I feel like, you know, I've a better chance, but back to your, back to your point on what would you give up for him? You know, I remember seeing some things that people just were throwing out there, but I think you're going to have to give one of your D in your lineup now. Yeah. One of the younger guys, I would think that's what you would have to do first round pick, obviously. And you might have to throw, you know, I, I don't know. I guess again, you know, it, it's, it's all going to depend on what, whatever team gives you the best offer, you know, they could say, well, here's what we're looking for. But what if we say, Hey, we're, we're offering, you know, just throwing it out there. I'm not saying this is what I would do, but like uh, a Myers um, TK and a first round pick. Say you you do that. Yeah.
0: Say throwing a guy like Zamula too.
2: Yeah. I mean, you never know. Right. But say, I, I I don't want those guys to go. I'm just saying, if you're just saying that, but what if the Rangers come back with, okay. We'll give you two first-round picks.
0: We'll give you that's a Kako or Lafreniere so, or something yeah, like so that. So now
2: now you're like you're kind of bidding. It's It turns into a bidding where it's never just cut and dry. It's not like, hey, Buffalo's going to call uh, Chuck Fletcher and say, we're only dealing with you. So that's they're, they want to get the best they can. So just because Eichel's out there and the Flyers are desperate, like I don't want to say desperate. Let me take that back. They're not desperate, but – Something has to happen, right? Yeah. Something has to happen. Something has to happen. So, you know, so they say, "Hey, this team's offered me this," or, or the Flyers going to say, "It's a little steep, but okay, we got to try it." But well, then, you do that. If it works out, great. But if it doesn't, now you're not, you know, you're an asshole because you gave up too much, you know. So it's it's such a tricky thing, and it's you're you're dealing with the other thirty one teams in the league. Because
0: th- it just sounds like it would be like a like a whole Lindros situation again if you're trading for that type of player it, it yeah
2: it, it really does and you know i i remember jack's uh first year watching him you could just see how smooth he is he almost looks like he's not trying because he's like he's a lot like jeff carter he skates so well and everything he does he makes it look easy but he's He can he can fly. He skates with ease. He shoots a obviously he shoots a puck really well. He he does everything well. I mean, let's be honest. He would have been the first overall if it wasn't you know for Connor. Yeah. Uh, And uh, I think Eichel's proven that he's a he's a legit star in the league. So you're right. Like, what it's going to end up being probably more than people think.
0: And it's it's also even going to McDavid, this is just a joke, but if if Edmonton continues the way that they're doing it, they don't know how to properly build around McDavid and Dry Settle, I can honestly expect McDavid won it out of there.
2: I like yeah. Like I personally
0: believe you- I personally believe he didn't even want him to be drafted there. Uh, I remember his draft night, he looked so pissed when he got dra- when they won the lottery.
2: I, I, I don't know what they have got the best building. You should see that place, man. It is it's second to none like, the way they did that. And Edmonton's obviously a hockey town. It's packed every night, whether they win or lose. But just the debacle that's been the Oilers, as far as their number one picks, I mean, yeah, he was probably like, shit. like (laughs) You know, like... But he's played as hard as he can since the day he got there. He's not complaining. He doesn't point the fingers. I mean, how... I mean... God, him and dry Siddle. you imagine if he didn't have dry Oof. i mean he, he
0: would really want out of there
2: i mean yeah i mean they've got but I, I think unfortunately that's another market that's hard to get free agents into you know because of like, how
0: bad they've been for so long it's
2: yeah I just think it's you know if you ever get past if you just get a couple years to where you know you somehow find a way to get some players in there to, to help them out and nothing against those guys that are playing in edmonton man they made the playoffs um yeah, it was a letdown afterwards, but they're good hockey players. I mean, they—it's—it's it's so hard to win. Too people mm-hmm. forget about forget about that. You know, like it's hard to win in this yeah. league. There's it's a lot of good teams, a lot of good players, but you know, we want the Flyers to win. <laughs> so, I mean, you know, I've
0: I've been saying that since '98. <laughs> that was yeah. my first words coming being bored. I want the Flyers to win.
2: Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah. it's it's uh, it's just it's hard, but. That's a great. That's a great question by you. Like because I feel like it's going to be more than people think.
0: Mm-hmm. And then you also, like, before we get into the playoff talk, this one comment here: they wouldn't want T.K. Myers or Sanheim because they're going to go all in for the tank and just one picks. But then you got, also got to handle too. The Flyers aren't going to have the cap space just to get Eichel in here. They're right. right at the cap space as it is, and you're going to have to give up some salary. Like this is also not guaranteed if Voracek or JVR goes. Right. to Seattle or anything like that. So the Flyers are going to have to give up someone on the roster that's making a good chunk of money, whether yeah. that is going to be a TK because he's a young player, he's still he's under 25, he's at a really great contract for his age and yeah. for his track record in the regular season. So that's you're going to have to give up something on your roster that's making money in order to even bring in Eichel. Yeah, so you, I, you can't just go the prospect route.
2: You're right. And another thing you have to take into uh, consideration is these guys with bigger contracts, you got to have a team that wants them. Yeah. willing to pay them. Um,
0: yeah. And with the, you can't you know, like, it, it's, you know how difficult it's going to be to get rid of both Ford check and JVR in a flat cap world. We're just praying that Seattle takes one of them and yeah. that's not guaranteed.
2: I mean, yeah. I mean, it's, it's just, it's hard because there's so many things that come into play where a lot of people don't realize how many little things, which we're, we're, we're talking about now, um, there's just so many things. First of all, you're right. Seattle, you gotta hope. If you gotta get some rid of some of this, uh, this money, you gotta hope that they're gonna take them. Is yeah. Seattle gonna go that route? Like, I, I, I don't know. It's 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 crazy. It's and it's not really up to the player either at this point. Yeah. because If you're left unprotected, it is what it is. You're you're so, shit out
0: of luck at that point. You're yeah. just praying something doesn't happen.
2: I mean, you're also. I haven't seen. Um, obviously, I don't know. I don't think teams have even put it out there yet, but it would be interesting to see. Again, back to your point about Vegas, they did such a good job with getting that, putting that team together. They 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 really did, and it'd be interesting. I'd love to see the list a few days before they go into this, just to kind of look at names and 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 see what they're gonna, you know, with their management. With Ron Francis, he's a hockey guy. I mean, I think he's a really smart man. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's gonna. Some of these players might not be. But I remember my first year was was a um, inaugural year of the Florida Panthers, and Bob Clark. That uh, I don't think it did work the same way as as it does now. But he still put a team together. Like we missed the playoffs by one point. It was is incredible. We literally missed the playoffs by one point that year. Um, and it, players maybe back then were like, "Oh, you're going to a a new team like when Tampa started all that." you're going to a new team, you're probably not going to win. You know, you're not going to win much because you're getting guys that nobody wanted. Now it's so different. Mm-hmm. Um, You know, like, it's not so much like, oh, I don't want to go to this team. Guys might be licking their chops to go to that team. You know, uh, Jake Vorchek, say, say they take him. Like, dude, he's going to play a lot. Mm-hmm. He's going to play a lot. And I think I've talked to you this before. Jake's one of those guys, just being around him, I know him. The more he plays, the more he produces and the better he feels during the game. But who knows if they're even going to take him. And that's something you're, you're taking a chance on if you're the Flyers. So what happens if they don't, Amadeo? Now what do you do? If, yeah, a, team then... didn't, if a team didn't take him for nothing, yeah, who's going to trade for him? Who? You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I would take Jake Ford and check on my team because I know him and I know what he brings and I know how much he cares. But... Teams may not want to pay someone that money.
0: Yeah. And that's where I also think Chuck Fletcher is going to try to entice Seattle with something else yeah. to say, take Vore, check, take JB, or just get these guys off our team and we'll give you this in return. Yeah, it's... because there
2: there was some of that going on with the Vegas thing. Yeah. I don't know if you guys, if you remember hearing because I uh what's his name? Uh, 55 for Vegas. He got traded this year. He didn't play. Nate any, Schmidt. Nate Schmidt. So they supposedly had an agreement to where they wouldn't touch him they took him and i guess it was kind of a shit show they were going back and forth but it's like hey you left him unprotected. i'm taking him and, <laughs> and, had, and
0: that also goes because i think Mick, he was the old washington gm so exactly kind of maybe it. He <laughs> yeah knew
2: it. and he's like no we're taking him how, how can you not blame him i remember way back when we uh the flyers threw the offer sheet to um uh webby to, mm-hmm. to weber and uh mr poyle david poyle who's a great man USA hockey guy him and uh, Paul Homer were friends and they still are friends but it was about a year he he wouldn't talk to Homer and I said I remember he's like God ah, David still has not talked to me I'm like well you know what I understand he's bad but you were doing your job like you know it's 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 fair it's a fair it's not like you did something like a snake you did something that other people are gonna do and we didn't think we didn't think they were going to be able to cover cover yeah. that that uh, and who knows what would have happened if it if if you know if it did happen, but yeah. uh, Webby sure got paid.
0: Oof. Yeah, imagine if the Flyers did get him and Nashville know. didn't offer. Oof. I know,
2: I know. I mean, like that guy's a, he's a beast. That guy, yeah, they, yeah, yeah, a just... strong man.
0: And what he's doing for Montreal now, just, oof! What like the veteran presence, like in that, in that, in that, in that it ties perfectly into the this, this stand like a playoff topic we were going to get into. Like these four, these two series. They've probably been more more than perfect than what you can ask for That's two true. two series that are tied to two games apiece. you got I think the only thing that bothers me with these two series is that the NHL really isn't putting I guess the best putting them on the best platform because I I know the US the Olympics are coming up soon. They're doing yeah. all their trials and everything, but putting them on USA, no one's gonna turn on a channel USA for a hockey game.
2: Well, if you don't know it's there yeah you're not going you're not there. gonna f- you're not gonna find like, it we're gonna watch it because we're like wait wait, where's the game i always i was when there's a bunch of games during the, the I, I have the package so i go to any game but i always look to see what's on M- nbc SN, you know like with with those guys i always just go to my uh espn app to see where the games you know so the other day i'm like where's this game and i, I went on there and it said usa and i'm like oh God, I can understand understand when there's seven games in the first round of the playoffs, and you have to put them on. That's cool because then they're like, "Hey, go to USA for this game." You know, they're kind at least they can tell you. But when you've got a semifinal final four teams in it it, it, shouldn't, be it shouldn't be on usa no, let's be yeah. on. but then again nbc's losing the hockey anyway so they're like they're yeah. probably like that's yeah,
0: whatever that's probably the benefit of them having a espn and tnt for next year because you have so many variety of channels now to where yeah. you don't have to put it on this random bumblefuck yeah. channel exactly
2: exactly <laughs> that's true that's
0: yeah true. and then looking at these two series like going to tampa bay and the islanders like Every time I watch a game that is played at Nassau, I get jealous. I yeah. get so jealous because the Islanders, yes, they've they've been through so much misery because of their terrible front office, like Garf Snow, even going way even, even before that, the uh, the idiot that was on NBC Sports, uh, Milnick, well,
2: Milberry, Milberry,
0: <laughs> Mike Milberry, just that entire fiasco. And now they got Lamorello. They brought in Barry Trotz. They yeah. lost Maris, but their team has flourished because of it. I, and yeah. j- just yeah. the atmosphere that's at Nassau, I get, I get so jealous because unreal, the fl- when the when Hextall came in, that's what the Flyers promised us, and we're not even close to that. It feels like we're getting further away from that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I hope it's, I hope it's closer. Than, hope than so we, than we think um but that building that team i mean lou amarello is obviously one of the best gms to ever be in the game he's got his weird things that he does um that some people don't like and some people don't want to go there you know his shaving every day like yeah. you know, but th- those things you know like hey listen people used to say to me well hey, you know Hexy's. he's. Cra- I'm like, no, he's your boss. If he's, if he just likes this, something to be that way, then you just do it. Like Lou Lamorello wants you to shave every day. Good shave every day. I mean, sorry. Like, that's, he's your boss. But bringing in Barry Trotz, the fact that the Capitals wouldn't pay him the money to keep th- him as that-, that coach, he turned Ovi into a two way player. He made Ovi responsible at the other end. No one had done that. Now, Ovi sees what it's like to win and what it takes and how it feels. Yep. It's all he wants now. You, I mean, I remember uh, this year, I, I was kind of like, uh, they lost the game. It was when Samson um, uh, Samsonov misplayed the puck behind the net and they end up losing. And Ovi's just giving it to him. And I felt like I was, I love Ovechkin, but I'm like, I love his intensity. I love the way he celebrates, even though he scored a million goals. He's acts like it's the first one he's ever scored. And I love that passion. You know what I mean? And, um, he, he got so mad at Samson off for making that mistake. And I, and in my head, I'm like, you know what, man, you know, how many guys felt like that about you because mm-hmm. you wouldn't come back and play defense. You wouldn't skate back. You just weren't worried about scoring goals all those years. You didn't give a shit about winning. I mean, I'm not, I shouldn't say he didn't give a shit about winning, but you know what I mean? Yeah. He wasn't willing to play the way Barry Trotts made him play. Barry Trotz goes in the island they're in the conference finals two years in a row. Yep. And I mean, you look at that team. Yes, they have some skill. They've got really good players. They're getting great goal teams, but it has something to do with Barry Trotz. Bro. Yeah. It, this like, guy's amazing.
0: Yeah. yeah the Islanders, they're not a team that has that top tens like Barzilla. Yes. He's a superstar in this oh, league, but yeah. if you look at around the other team, like they don't have these, they don't have these superstars. They don't have big Davids. They don't have a no, they don't have Crosby's, no. but they play a team game. It's what not Barry that. Trotz provides to the team and how they just mold. They like, their first pairing of Pelican Pulak, they're they're one of the best pairings in the league
2: yeah and but if you saw their names would you think that no they're not a they're not household names and jump out at you but look at the way they play he's got he gets guys dialed in he's one of the nicest men i've ever was able to meet um just a great guy but man is he's a motivator he's fair you know, but he he gets them to play, and that's yep. what that's why they're two two man. They could go to the final. I mean, I know Tampa's a tough team. It's going to be a tough out, but God, man, you have to give that man credit. And and Lou and Lou, you know, like he brought in two old school Devils, Palmieri and, and Zajac, and Zajac's obviously a more of a defensive forward, but Palmieri's one of those guys. He gets hot. He gets hot. Yeah, and he he went so many games without scoring a goal for them. Then he finally got one. But yep. you start the playoffs, if the Ethan guy gets is... – he gets hot, man. I mean, it was just exactly. a great pickup. And, you know, if they had Anders Lee, that guy makes a big difference. That guy yep. scores big goals, and he's hurt. I know he's skating again. I'm buddies with a few of those guys. I know he's skating again. I'm not saying he's anywhere near ready to play with that injury he had. Mm-hmm. But the fact that he's out on the ice is, is definitely something that – it's a plus probably because – if you know hockey players, if they do find a way to win this, that guy's dressing in the finals.
0: Oh, oh, yeah, definitely. Not,
2: I don't care. Like if his knee, if the day is supposed to be, he's gonna play. Whether it's just power play mm-hmm. or something, that guy's gonna be dressed, and yep. he's a he's a huge part of that team. And the fact that I really thought they were in trouble at it. at the end of the year, there. I mean, you, you know, you watch as much hockey as me. They they struggled down the stretch. They with, when they lost him, and they just they. They reeled it in, and and, and, and I, I give I've got to give you got to give the players credit, but Barry trots, man. Yeah, like, this guy's amazing.
0: Exactly. Then, like you go to a team like Tampa Bay, they they win the cup last year. Oh. I know people are complaining because they brought Kucherov back after being injured the entire year. There are 14 million over the cap. Dougie Hamilton complained about that in the post game press conference. I mean, I mean, It's a loop. It's rule, a loophole. Though.
2: That's the rule. I mean, it's a
0: loophole. It's like yeah, I mean, you can't do anything about it.
2: What are, you, what, are you, what are you gonna do? I mean, the guy didn't play all year, and he steps in; he's a leading scorer in the play. Like,
0: yeah, he didn't,
2: he didn't play a game. Like he steps right in, he had what two or three points the first night he played. Yep. I mean, he's a special player. Let's not forget that. Obviously, you don't, but
0: you're missing but all that time and yeah,
2: and stepping right in and putting points up like it's I mean, it's you nothing. Play it's like that play he made the other night. Like, I don't know if it was a game winning. He just made a play along the wall. And it's just like not many guys that can do it. The patience. They circle back he knew someone was coming late because he took a look and it was like a late pat it was just the guys he's a hell of a player and and you know like you got to give cooper credit too man it's it's not that easy to coach teams when you have that much firepower you've got to keep everyone happy i know it seems like well look at their team but there's still some work to be done there and and um I think he's a great coach as well.
0: But, yeah. Man, and j- just the way that fourth game ended with McDonough yeah. trying to come into the slot he had to Can wrap around. That? Oh <sighs> my
2: god. The fact if that if that went in, if that goes in. <laughs> that might have been goal of the century, man. Just because of the timing and how yeah. it, you don't see you don't see Mac make moves like that. Like, <laughs> it was that's funny. not usually it usually in his game. But. And
0: it's it's funny too because I I forget which I don't know if it was Pollock or Pelic that was in the crease trying to stop it, but yeah. It looked like he closed his hand on the puck, too, which, you know, if that was called, it would have been a penalty shot. Hey, but you imagine that?
2: But <laughs> that... I, mean, I thought that game was over. I was like, you know, it's kind of counting down. And then all of a sudden, the puck comes over to him. I'm like, I looked at the, It's Whoa, time. There's and five like, seconds left. he going to get a shot off. Anyway, any <laughs> spinorama, I, I wanted to text him so bad, but they lost. I was going to text him and be like, bro, where did that come from, man? You know, like... He made that move, and I'm like, I stood up because I'm like, he's got a score, and then he comes out of nowhere and knocks it down. I'm like, play of the like, year. Either like, way. Like,
0: like I literally mean? my jaw dropped watching I that.
2: I couldn't believe it. I, I thought they were out of time, you know, and then somehow he gets a puck. I was just like, that way, I, me and Riley got on the phone right away. I was like, <laughs> could you imagine if that had gone in? Like, if you're the Islanders and that goes in, I don't care what you say, that kills your will, man. You're just like what just happened here
0: but yeah it's and then you go to the other series because you got game five tonight between islanders and tampa bay and that that's where it's coming back to tampa bay it's gonna be fun hopefully it'll be impactful as it was on game four but then now you go to montreal and vegas yeah going the montreal side they were doubted ever since they stepped foot into the playoffs i doubt it yeah i did too i
2: not i mean i'm not gonna lie
0: i did too it's I thought Toronto was going to steamroll them. It it looked like they were going to. They were yeah. up three one, but then, man. then they come back. Yeah, I know T- Tavares. I know they lost Tavares in Game One, so yeah. you uh, still went up three one without Tavares. So you should yeah. be able to finish the job. But
2: you would think that, and, and it's funny. I I remember we were talking. Me and uh, Riley Cote, we were talking about this as well with a couple guys, and when they came to Game Seven, they're like, "No, I'm like, dude." If you tell me I've got one game and I've got Carey Price in that and you've got a team that's just won two games with this mm-hmm. team, some of these kids that have stepped in and they're so confident and just having fun. Like, uh, like you know, we've been talking about them. I'm taking Carey Price in the game. So, I mean, I, I know what Toronto has. And I was pulling, I have to say, I was pulling for Toronto because of Wayne. Wayne yeah. Simmons, a jumbo, big 30. I, like. I was hoping that they would... Climb the ladder and get there you know even if it's to this point conference finals what a what a series against tampa it would be right yeah, and
0: i was pulling for toronto just because i thought this was probably their best year to do it and then also one of our other co-hosts of the podcast he's a toronto maple leafs fan i'm just like like <laughs> and he even said too he thought this was the year and he thought he said he was confident that this team could have won the cup and it blew up in everyone's face but now montreal like i i know last podcast i said that I hate the term built for the playoffs. I hate because Montreal, because everything going on with COVID this year, they locked into it last year because of the bubble this year, because the North division was so terrible, but Montreal is just so fun to watch. They, they are. are.
2: They are. I mean, they, they really are fun to watch and And they're in the thing that I like about them too, is that they play with it. They're not the biggest team. Obviously they got Shea Weber back there, but uh, they play with an edge. They play with an edge. They play They're They're a tough team to play against. They're fast. They're a fast team, um, in my opinion. And, you know, like Suzuki and Caulfield, like these kids, not Suzuki, this isn't his first, you know, go. Like, I know he's he's been around a little bit, but, like, they're just having so much fun. And it's yeah. so fun to watch a team. It reminds me, like, when we got TK, like, just the smiling, that you're just having so much fun. And it's easy to have fun when you're winning, yeah. you know. But, like you said about him a little bit earlier, like like, Caulfield's like, doesn't it, it's not like oh my god i'm playing in nhl playoffs he's just like get me the puck i want to yeah. play and their team's fun to watch like you said they're 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 so much fun to watch i talked to dale weiss a little bit uh, he does a thing uh with montreal uh, he has a show and i it, think it's daily um they do they do things but i'm like holy cowboys like this is fun and pj stock same thing like you know he's a montreal kid and uh He's like, it's amazing what they're doing, and they're just confident, and they're playing. And it was so nice to see Luke Richardson get that first win, as you know, obviously just filling in for a head coach. But that is a great, great man, and uh, I'm sure you saw the thing kissing to his his mm-hmm. uh, daughter up in heaven there. But uh, anyway, that team's fun to watch, and who would if you would have told any of us they would even be here you just yeah. said no they wouldn't beat they wouldn't beat my there's not chance they're going to beat toronto i mean if you're betting you're saying not away no way you're going against toronto um then they sweep winnipeg yeah. i did not expect that i really didn't um
0: that was the one thing going into that's like for some re- i just every year winnipeg goes to the play i'm just not sold on them there's I, like i know have- they have hellebuck but it's just like what else do they have
2: yeah, that, you know what? That's a good point. I I'm not saying I didn't think to, uh, that they would lose that series, but I didn't think they would sweep that team. Yeah. That team's a tough team to play against in Winnipeg. Granted, there's no fans. It's a lot different when that place is packed. That's a fun. Like you would love to see a game there. Regular season, it's one of the best places to see a game. I'm sure playoffs too with the whiteout. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's a it's a fun it's a fun it's not a fun place to really stay because it's so cold. I always bust Riley's chops about Winnipeg. <laughs> but um people always are you know kind of make make fun of it but um it's it's a great hockey town man and those people are so passionate and so loud in that building but you know i just didn't i didn't see him getting swept that's for sure
0: that's the funny it's the funny thing when you say like a great hockey town like like when i we like we all we know Broads. like every time when i talk like when i I talked to him on like a person like he said who fuck wants to play for Winnipeg
2: <laughs> <laughs> well probably not a lot of guys but if you do talk to the guys that play there they're like it's a great place to play hockey like but it's not a great play Kevin Hayes we kind of spoke about that when he did our um, Nasty Knuckles show Um, he's like it's unbelievable to play in the building but I was coming from New York City I'm used to walking downstairs going for a little walk and then you go into w-
0: Winnipeg <laughs>
2: And I'm walking in April and May down the street with my overcoat on, <laughs> a scarf, you know. And I don't know if you saw, I happened to see that episode, but he kind of said, he's like, I'm standing in line at Starbucks, and the guy in front of me is like, just saying, saying to the guy, he's getting a coffee from. Oh, I just see the, the the Jets game last night. The guy's like, yeah. He goes, ah, I'm not real sure about this Hayes character. I'm not sure. <laughs> you know, Hayes is like standing right behind him. He's like okay well that's good and then he says i'm sitting there having my coffee and some guy goes hey aren't you kevin hayes you know like he's like yeah he's like i'm the guy you're just burying you know like, <laughs> <laughs> but the guy you say he was super nice he's like oh can i can i join you and Hayes is like uh yeah so he says he sits down the guy's like keeps talking he's like finally he's like oh i gotta meet my mom she's in town <laughs> just to get out of the convo but but you're right. I mean, I don't think people are like, oh, my God, I want to go to Winnipeg just because of the weather. Unfortunately, it's but uh, like Dustin Bufflin, like playing there, you know, um, I talked to Buff all the time and, and I was, he was a guy that he loved playing there just because even Steve Mason, he had a tough go there. But like he's mm-hmm. like, dude, it's it's a good hockey place. Like, you know, people are into it. It's packed. It's an awesome building to play in. And it is even going on the road. You're like, fuck! I hope it's not like minus fifty, but <laughs> you know the game is like, like so like it's gonna be so much fun because it's so loud and it's always nice to win there too because that that place is going bananas and you win. And it's kind of like ah, you know. But uh, anyway,
0: yeah. Then then you have the Vegas Golden Knights who have been in the playoffs ever since they came into the league. They, are, they 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 that's just built favorite building. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they. P- perfectly built team mark stone patch Reddy, petrangelo Marcia show flurry laner just mm-hmm. everything and just i'm just like how is this team not won a cup yet like with the way they this might. team is built they I, might. yeah they might and they just forced game f- they uh, tied the series oh, yesterday God. in overtime i know the refereeing in yesterday's game was terrible but it, it was bad but they tied the series it's going to be going back to vegas and that building at a tied series it's oof, like it, wow. these semifinals are great.
2: They are. They it's been like, you can't ask for anymore. Like the games are competitive. There's no blowout. You know what I mean? And, and they're yeah. feisty. And that, that's the thing. Like me and Riley were talking about the other day. It's like, you just like seeing guys, not every play tapping each other, helping <laughs> they fucking, they want to win and they're willing to do. Obviously you want to see people get hurt, but you like the chippiness of the game. You like the, the, the shit talking mm-hmm. in the game and, you know, you want to win, man, you'll do, it's just like guys, just say, you'll say do, you'll do anything to win. Like you'll do <laughs> anything to win. And, and uh, that's, I feel like they've gotten back to that. Um. The, the games kind of getting a little chippier. It, it usually does once you get in the playoffs. Cause you're, you're t- looking at uh seven game series, right? Like, so, but it's been so much fun to watch and and mm-hmm. i'm excited for for tonight's game and then tomorrow yep. night's game and i hope they all go seven you know It's more so. hockey to watch yeah just so entertaining man
0: yeah and i think we are i i, we, I think we could talk for hours and hours but i know God. we eventually it's it's already been an hour and 10 minutes into this show okay. <laughs> so yeah. we're eventually gonna have to end it off not, so. not
2: to mention the 45 minutes i was just running my mouth <laughs> poor chris had to go i feel bad
0: yeah it's literally like you could talk we could talk for Hours yeah. and it, it, it just sucks. We're on a it's because right now it's five o'clock. I just got a thunderstorm watch for my Alexa, oh okay. <laughs> so and, my and we're always Guy's
2: just... been hanging on here, he's he's ready to jump in that pool. <laughs> he's gonna be mad when I tell him I got a five o'clock appointment here You're outside <laughs> waiting.
0: Yeah, but just man, I have one last question before we officially ended off Who do you think's what? making the finals? Who do you think's gonna be the matchup?
2: I I think, I think it's going to be Vegas and I think Tampa's going to find a way to pull it out. I, I, that one's, I really don't know. Tampa Islanders. I hate to go against the Islanders. I just, (laughs) it's so tough, but I I do think Vegas is going to find a way. I think they're, they're just a little bit, I think they're better, but who knows? But that's, that's my pick. I think it's going to be Tampa and them. I kinda I have a lot of buddies on Tampa, so I, I hope they don't hear me. But I kinda want Tampa I want I kinda want the Islanders because I just love that Barry Trotz and the way he makes that team play and the way the way they play for him and it's just so exciting,
0: man. Yeah. I know I know like Saint like a a fan of a team that's in the same division as the Islanders, but I, I just want to see Nassau in the finals. I, 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 I want to see that atmosphere. Like yeah. I know some people complain about it saying it sounds like a soccer game, but like, dude.
2: Who cares? It's awesome. I know, if it's, you ever there and you're to get, you're like, wow. It and makes like, the experiment experience so much better.
0: Imagine when they get the new stadium next year. Imagine, how, I, I think people are like comparing it. It's just gonna be like a Nassau 2.0. Right. That's what, like that's what people are comparing it to. So it's gonna be flat out amazing. And I'll,
2: I'll tell you this: they <laughs> lost a lot when they signed that deal with Brooklyn. Oof, that was terrible yeah. it was it was awful i know the players hate it. i know their players hated it 100 mm-hmm. percent. you know they're all having to take cars in for games it's like 80 road game 82 road games really um they didn't skate there in the mornings you know they're all in long island and coming in it's just a pain in the ass they yeah. still i mean you got to give them credit they still showed up and they played it's a tough tough team to beat no matter what but playing in nassau playing it bro it's, it's 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 night not and day not even yeah. close yeah
0: i went i went to a game in in brooklyn like it was i think it was during 16 17 or something like that yeah. i think it, it was like that one game that got snowed out and it got oh. rescheduled to the end of the year we went to yep. me and my father went oh, to that yeah. game
2: didn't um uh, manning did manning score a ridiculous goal that game i think so and, and ray every backed up that game he was up with us for two weeks and he left as soon as the playoffs started but that's that's the game i, I remember yeah that. Yeah, because of the snow we we had to
0: yeah yeah we went there was the final game of the season they clinched the night before against pittsburgh and that atmosphere was so bad it it, was it it, it is not a hockey arena like i'm i'm like i'm sitting like in the corner over here and the ice is all the way over here
2: i was, I was gonna say even it, it's center ice the, 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 the scoreboard's
0: board, not even lined
2: no it's it's because it was made for basketball like, yeah it was made the way they did it
0: and then you had um, the, the the perfect centerpiece that stupid suv that was in the corner it behind looked the like the
2: european hockey game was gonna be played there a tour- it european did. tournament like just like the world championships
0: yeah it, it 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 was just bad like i've been to that arena sadly and we went to Staples Center a couple of years ago that was 20 times better than barclays oh, yeah, yeah I love 20 times
2: I, I like staples too that's always a fun uh that was always one of my favorite places but you go to you go to Vegas I mean it's mm. it's, it's like Vegas it's it's just different I want I want so to so badly I'll have to send you this I'll send you this little video I have from the last time I was in Vegas it was 2019 right <sighs> before I left the team in 2020 but we were there actually it was 2020 because it was like january 2nd i took i had to change someone's steel on their skates so i set the steel down on the bench and the base is so heavy in there it's so loud the steel's like like <laughs> moving and I so i videoed it i videoed it I'll, I'll send it to you it's unbelievable yeah but it's like it's like a show there's you as an equipment guy you're you have to ch- see what's going on like in warm-ups even though when it's warm-ups like yeah you can kind of not be as focused, but you still have to watch and see if the guy breaks a stick, if they're going to need something. Mm-hmm. And you can't because you got <laughs> girls, they're smart. Vegas puts all these dancing girls al- around the, the corner where we're warming up, where the visiting team's warming up, but they don't have, but they're in like these half dressed <laughs> chicks dancing. And, and you're just like, how are the boys supposed to concentrate? But it's so smart. It's, it, you know what? We had good luck in there, my three, four three years of there we won i think two of the three or maybe three of the four maybe i think you
0: honestly i think the flyers won every game they've been to vegas
2: i thought we lost one but i could be wrong we we may maybe oh wait
0: yeah yeah, you did you did when we it was 1920 where they had that you had the terrible western conference road trip where you lost san jose that terrible yeah i remember it now
2: yeah yeah i was gonna say but i remember going in there um the year after they lost in the finals we went in there and we shit kicked them (laughs) Like we beat him in game one. I think Newbie played. Oh, Ellsman played that game. I can't remember. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But it's just a great play. I mean, it's a show, dude. It's, and it doesn't stop. It's like going, and the music's so loud. And it's mm-hmm. like the pumping oxygen in there, too. It's almost like being in a casino. You lose track of time, right? Yeah. They're pumping the oxygen. There's no clocks. You know, you're just like, oh,
0: you're just there. That's you're it. There, man. It's, it's so much it's, fun. Yeah, That's because so we, fun we've been to Vegas twice the first time there was no hockey to be played at that point, but we went to Vegas so many weeks ago and it was during the first round. It was during the first round, but the time we got there, they were playing games three and four in Minnesota. And the day we left Vegas, that day was game five. And I was so mad, but I knew the ticket prices were going to be so expensive. I didn't want to force you to buy it.
2: I'll tell you what, if you, if you have the time and you can, you should get out there next year. Just, just go to even regular seasons. It's, it's so much fun. Yeah. I mean, you're like, you know, like you're on the bench and it's game going on and you just like want to go, like you just want to party, man. It's just like so much fun. And even the guys are like, you know, during the game, they're like, nasty look over your right shoulder about seven rows up. And I'm like, I already saw it. You know, that's just guys being guys, you know, but it's just, and then there's something on the screen and then they got the dancer. I mean, it's just a pain.
0: It's, yeah no matter
2: which way you go, it's like, Holy shit, look at it. Oh, there's this guy. You know, there's a I remember we were coming out to, What's uh Wayne Wayne Newton? He looks like his face doesn't move anymore. He looks like he's he's like a hundred and they're like the weekend at Bernie's, they're just moving him around, you know. But um, but uh he was he's actually a bigger dude than I thought. So what happened last time we were there was we were going out to the ice and I think when I was still there, no, since Wayne was Wayne with us? No, he wasn't, but it's someone whoever yells at it's time to go, two minutes, or let's go, let's go, Moves, whoever. So we go to walk out, and here comes Wayne Newton. And I'm standing to the right, and I turn around, and he's, like, walking right into our line. And the guy actually put his hand up and stopped him. And his people that was with Wayne were like, whoa, like, don't touch him. We're like, do you want this guy to get run over by these <laughs> these guys in skates? And I just remember, like, and, I like, his face couldn't move. He just had a smile, and they showed him the other night on TV. And I, said, I said, "That's exactly the look on his face." I don't think he can move his face; he's had so much surgery. But I'm not making fun of him at all. Like God bless him, and he's at the games; he's cheering. It was just funny seeing him try to walk through the players, and the guys aren't stopping. They don't; they're not looking to see who it is, right? Like they're just they're, they're intense and they're walking out. This guy almost gets trampled, and the guys kind of grab him. It was, it was pretty. Funny. If you get a chance to go to a game there, you have to. It's so much much fun.
0: Yeah, I know we're probably going to try it at one point and probably fail doing it, but you never know what will happen. But, man, like I said, I know we could talk for hours upon hours, but Derek, I thank you for joining. Sadly, Chris couldn't finish the entire thing, but he had to leave. I
2: I was talking. We were talking about basketball, everybody. We're, (laughs) We're both, me and Amadeo are like just distraught about the Sixers right now, but we won't get into that.
0: Oh, but, no, no with um, that like i said that'll take another hour oh, itself so it might
2: take longer than that actually <laughs> so, so I, I appreciate you guys having uh me on
0: um mm, I, I definitely
2: really I, I love your guys stuff uh watch you all the time so i appreciate you including me
0: yeah definitely and you're welcome to join anytime <laughs> it's just and also for people that don't know you can watch the uh, nasty knuckles podcast they do it they po- they showed every, all the snippets on Instagram. You can go watch them talk to flyers players. talk to them, watch the different p- people around the league that used to have connections, to Philadelphia. It's just a great podcast and you get some different insight. It's just pe- hockey people talking. That's basically it. Yeah. Think yeah. of it like a, it may be spitting chiclets, but more flyer centered, I would yeah. say.
2: Yeah, for sure. For sure. We're just, we don't know what we're doing half the time. We're just talking and like, <laughs> like we're doing just like the talk about hockey. And, uh, yeah, good stories and stuff, but yeah, man, I, I'm excited. I, I really do appreciate you having me on.
0: No, no problem, man. Any welcome anytime. And for people, thank you for tuning into this episode of the Flared Up Podcast. You could look at this if you didn't, if you came into this late, you can go watch it or listen to it on Apple, Spotify, ever you listen to your podcast. That don't forget to follow Nasty Knuckles, definitely go do that. Don't forget to follow my separate YouTube page, TTP Sports. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Amadeo Grassi, and 98 for Chris. Twitter, it's underscore Chris Mayer for his YouTube. It's Flyers Mania 93 And yeah, just thank you for joining this. And also, don't forget to subscribe here at the Painted Lines. Do everything possible. Social media and everything will be down in the description below. So thank you for joining this episode of the Florida Podcast. I'm your host, Amadeo Gracia. Chris Mayer was here. He is no longer. So, and that was Derek Settlemeyer. So thank you for joining everyone, and we'll see you next time.
2: Thank you.